Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, and today I'm going to count down my top 10 favorite animated films of all time. Now, just to be clear, when I meant animated films, I meant animated films from different studios. So don't expect to hear anything from Disney, because that will be a list for another day. All right. So anyway, uh, by the way, by the way, this is uh, the fifth episode of Kodo's uh, Cinema, which is actually pretty exciting because you know, hey, fifth time doing doing fifth time doing uh, Kodo's Cinema and episode five. That's actually pretty good. All right, we're going on to the list right now. Number ten, An American Tale. Kicking off this list is one of the earliest uh, animated films. That came that came out in 1986 by Don by by animator and director Don Bluth, if I'm pronouncing his uh, name correctly, Don Bluth. No, no, Bluth. Don Bluth. Yeah, Bluth. Yeah. So basically, this is one of uh, Don Bluth's uh, earliest animated films, and it's, it's actually surprisingly pretty good. It tell it, it's a story about a mouse named Fievel Mouskovitz, who travels to America. For for a new for 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 a new home, basically because uh, his home, in somewhere in U- in the Ukraine was being attacked by cats. Well, in a whole uh, uh, mouse in a whole mouse movie and story perspective. So, anyway, throughout the throughout the movie, it's actually a pretty good movie, and I and I think it's one of the most underrated movies of all time. For an animated movie, it's actually pretty good. And first time watching it, I thought it was a Disney movie at first, but no, I was totally wrong. I, it was actually uh, this movie was uh, was in collaboration with Don Bluth, Steven Spielberg, Amblin a- with Amblin Entertainment and Universal Pictures, which is actually surprising because because uh, it almost caught me off guard as being uh, as being a Disney film, but no, it's actually pretty good because of the animation itself. Now uh, the story for this movie is actually pretty good, where uh, Fievel uh, goes to America for the very first time. But he, uh, but he also gets uh, gets into some trouble a little bit while also facing off some cats in in the film in the film, which surprisingly surprisingly, hey, there are cats in America anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I, I actually do enjoy this film. It did beat out uh, beat out the Great Mouse Detective at the box office, which is surprisingly and. Uh, this is one of uh, Don Bluth's uh, and Steven Spielberg's earlier collaborations on on this film, which uh, later on in 1988, they went on to do The Lamp Before Time with, uh, with uh, Star Wars director and creator George Lucas. And that's why American Tale is one of my uh, top 10 favorite anime movies of all time. All right, moving forward. Uh, number nine, Kung Fu Panda. Speaking of Steven Spielberg, uh, here's a fact. Uh, uh, DreamWorks, Dream Kung Fu Panda was released by uh, DreamWorks Pictures, which uh, surprisingly, uh, Steven Spielberg is one of the co- of the co-founders of of DreamWorks, and not to mention with other Disney collaborator and producer uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, which and uh, as well as uh, another another founder named uh, Geffen, which all three founders uh, created. Uh, DreamWorks, which is actually surprising. Now, Steven Spielberg did not work on Kung Fu Panda, though. But anyway, 
I thought I brought this. I thought I bring this up just to give it a little fun history, a fun fact. Anyway, Kung Fu Panda is one of my favorite anime movies of all time. Not because, and it's not just the animation itself, but it's actually the story. It's a story about a panda who uh, who works at his father's uh, noodle noodle uh, restaurant, but later, but later wants to learn, but later decides to become a kung become a kung fu master. But in this movie, he learns the ways of kung fu. By accidentally uh, letting it, by accidentally sitting on a chair full of fireworks that sends him off to, to the palace. Even though, uh, in the words of Master Ugwe, there are no accidents. And the story is actually pretty good. I love the, the story was actually pretty good. Even the voice cast was was excellent. With Jack Black face no, not facing. Uh, Jack Black plays a panda named Poe, who's basically the kung fu panda. Uh, Dustin Hoffman plays his master, Master Shifu, and including other voice voice actors, which includes Angelia Jolie, Lucy Liu, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, David Cross, Ian McShane, among many others. To which uh, Poe has to face off a, a another a former uh, master of kung fu named Tai Lung, which is I'm pretty sure he is a um, snow leopard of some sort. Now within this movie, the story is great as always. I, I love the voice acting, not to mention the, the funniest moments. It's, it's actually a movie that made will make you laugh out loud because of the some of the action sequences I really like that actually like made me laugh because you know uh, Jack Bla- Jack Black of voicing uh, Poe, which is actually a very funny character. <laughs> literally, literally gets me laughing anyway. But it's actually a pretty good film, it's, especially the sequels. Even the two other sequels are also great too because it continues uh, Poe's. Uh, Poe's journey as a kung fu as a kung fu warrior while going into becoming a, a master. Anyway, uh, that is number nine. Kung Fu Panda is number nine on my list. All right, moving forward. Number eight, Despicable Me. Now, uh, Despicable Me is one of my other favorite animated films from Universal, uh, and being the first for Illumination Studios, because in 2010, Despicable Me has become one of the one of the greatest animated films of all time, which literally kickstarted the, the Despicable Me franchise. Now, it's the story about a supervillain named Gru, who who is basically a bad guy, who's basically yeah, always a bad guy, and uh, he later and throughout the story, he later adopts uh, three three orphan girls, which one of them is being voiced by uh, iCarly star Miranda Cosgrove. And uh, they, ba- she, he basically adopts these three, w- three girls to, um, uh, to help steal a shrink ray from a, another supervillain named Vector, voiced by J- Jason Segal. Now, this is basically ba- this basically did set up the plot for that whole shrink ray thing, where Gru becomes a supervillain, wants to steal the moon by stealing the shrink ray and shrink the moon and stealing it. That's basically the one of the main areas of the film, but throughout the movie, uh, Gru, voiced by Steve Carell, literally learns learns the ways and knows what it means to be a father figure, which is basically what I like about this movie, and and it it does happen throughout the other sequels, where Gru in the other sequels, sequels is more of a father figure, which I actually thought it was actually pretty good. On a high note, is. I do enjoy this movie. It is a, it's very, a very good movie. Like I said, it helped kickstart the Despicable Me franchise, and I just can't wait to see what uh, what uh, the spinoff prequel, Minions 2, The Rise of Gru, will look like sometime in 2020. Anyway, uh, moving forward, number seven, The Simpsons Movie. 
All right, people. <laughs> okay. We all love, I'm pretty sure we all love the Simpsons movie, right? All right, admit it. We all do. Because the Simpsons movie has become one of the greatest animated films of all time. Like, literally, literally a film, literally a film that took literally eight, 18 years in the making of, of how far the Simpsons series has been going. Even today, 30 for the 30 years, the Simpsons has been has become one of the greatest television shows of all time. From 1989 to 2019, it's been 30 years already, and the movie came out eight came out almost 18 years after the series started. Now, this movie has been in development for almost a decade because because of the plot. We had, they had to come up with, with a plot, and the writing itself had uh, went over through over 100 revisions, which is really crazy, and believe me, it is really crazy because uh, 100 revisions, that is a lot for, for, a, for a movie to be rewritten. Now, the animation of this movie is, is very good. I really enjoy the animation, and the voice casting is good, as well as the character characters like Louie. Literally, almost every almost every character from the series is in this is in the Simpsons movie, and and, and in terms of plot, uh, Homer Simpson, accident Homer Simpson no, and not accidentally, even though uh, well maybe actually Homer Simpson literally dumps a dumps stuff in the lake throughout throughout the in the middle of the movie, which literally literally messes up the lake, but which literally gets the town into into crazy madness, like blaming Homer for. Uh, for polluting the lake. That's basically one of the few plot points of this movie where uh, it's basically about the lake. They had a they they cleaned up the lake with they cleaned up the lake earlier in the film, but Homer pollutes it pollutes it once more and then everybody g- turns against Homer and his family and his family, which is surprising for a film. And then he has to face off against the government, the EPA, including uh, Russ Cargill who is being being voiced by Albert Brooks, which is surprising, which is I actually do enjoy the movie. Now here's the thing: I really enjoy the movie, especially Homer and his parents, no Homer and his family, as well as getting to know, as well as the as well as many many great moments of the film. And I and I do enjoy the animation as well as the music, the Simpsons theme, which they still got the theme being played by uh, Danny Elfman, but not to mention the score, the score itself was composed by Hans Zimmer. That's actually surprising. And and as always, uh, Matt, Gran- Matt Groening has literally created an amazing show as well as a movie. Even though Matt Groening didn't direct this movie, he still served as producer while David Silverman directed this movie. That's literally one of the, the greatest animated films of all time. And I, that's, that's why The Simpsons movie is one of my favorite animated movies of all time. And as always, the voice acting is excellent. Uh, man, uh, man, if I if I can pronounce their names correctly, but anyway, uh, anyway, I'm gonna move on. All right, number six, Happy Feet. Happy Feet is another movie that came out way before this. Now this movie, Happy Feet, came out before the Simpsons movie. So anyway, uh, Happy Feet is about a penguin named Mumble, voiced by Elijah Wood, who uh, struggles to become a singer, but in the terms of his feet, he knows how to tap dance. He's basically a tap dancer in this movie in an animated style of a penguin. Now, that's basically what I like about this movie. Now, this movie, it did tell a very good story of Mumbo, of Mumbo uh, being 
being a tap dancer instead of a singer because in the movie, basically the penguins in this movie are basically singers instead of tap dancer dancers. But anyway, it did set up a pretty good story for uh, for for Happy Feet. I mean, the direction is good. Speaking of big, speaking of direction, uh, George Miller, who directed Mad Max, directed the Happy Feet. Not to mention he directed other other lighthearted films, particularly Babe, Babe, that came out in 1995. And the voice casting is good, which includes Elijah Wood as, vo- as Mumbo. Uh, Hugh Jackman, fun fact, Hugh Jackman voices uh, his, fa- his uh, father, including, including the mother being voiced by Nicole Kidman. Robin Williams plays another penguin named uh, Lovelace. I think his name is Lovelace. Loveless or something? Lovelace or something? I, th- I believe that's his name. I believe that's the name of the penguin. And... and uh, and other, and man, many so many great other voice cast members. I mean, even the animation itself is basically, I think it's motion capture. I think, I believe it's motion capture animation because I think part of it did have the motion capture of it, which is exactly, is exactly why I like about this movie. It's almost like if you're watching a, a live action anime, a live action and animated movie at the same time, but mostly it's motion capture at that time, which is actually surprising for Happy Feet. Now, uh, and now, and fun fact: this movie uh, won the Oscar for best animated feature for uh, for for George Miller directing Happy Feet, which is actually surprising too. Anyway, moving forward, number five. Are you ready for number five, kids? Aye aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye aye, Captain. All right, it's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie. All right, number five is is the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Literally, literally, growing up in my elementary school days, I watched SpongeBob SquarePants the television series. But literally, once the movie came out, I literally went to watch this movie on DVD. It's literally amazing. The animation is great. Kind of what, it's basically what you expect from a Spongebob TV series. But anyway, but it's also the plot of this movie is excellent. Where Spongebob, voiced by Tom Kenny, has to, is, going on a, is going on a mission with his friend Patrick Starr to find King Neptune's crown in, uh, in the Forbidden Shell City. While he also has to face what it means of him being a kid while facing it as a, of, of adulthood and kid. Now, that's actually what I like about this movie because somewhere in the movie, in the beginning of the movie, Mr. Krabs uh, calls, him out, calls SpongeBob out as a kid because he didn't promote him as a, as a store manager. Instead, he promotes uh, Squidward as a store manager because being a manager takes a lot of responsibility and SpongeBob is, a, is basically a kid, which is actually understanding because like sometimes not everybody can get a promotion, and that's actually understanding. But for SpongeBob, since SpongeBob is a kid, that's basically understanding now. And throughout this movie, he had to prove himself to be, he had to prove himself that he's not just only a kid, but he's also brave. He was brave enough with Patrick Starr to go to Shell City to find the crown while also facing off uh, Plankton and, and, and the bounty hunter that Plankton just set, sent out named uh, Dennis, which is surprisingly being voiced by Alec Baldwin. 
Anyway, anyway, I anyway, and also a surprise cameo appearance by David Hasselhoff in a, in a live action segment. Basically, a part of this movie throughout. I think the third act, somewhere in the third act of this movie, is basically live action and animation, which is actually which is actually what I like about that part. <laughs> and uh, as well as Patrick and SpongeBob being goofy goobers, which the the moments where they were almost killed, barely killed. That was very basically a sad moment. I, I had to let it out. Sorry, people. I gotta let it out. But anyway, anyway. But it, even the ending, where even in the end, when SpongeBob stops Plankton, he proves himself. Even though he's still a kid, there is still me, some inner man of himself inside. He's he he may be a kid, but sometimes you gotta be brave enough to be a man. Still gotta be brave enough to be a man. And hey, hey, even a goofy go- even a goofy goober can be a man too. You know, okay, that's just probably my my thoughts. Anyway, moving forward, uh, number four, Rango. Going back to the motion capture uh, part, and as well, Rango is another Nickelodeon movie, which is ba- which is basically uh, which is basically being brought to life by a Pirates of the Caribbean director and star uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, actually, you know, uh, uh, scratch that. Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean director is a uh, collaborators, I mean, uh, Gore Verbinski and Johnny Depp brought this movie, Rango, to life, a Western motion capture animated movie to life, where Johnny Johnny Depp voices a lizard named uh, Rango, who finds himself who finds himself lost in the de- in the desert after being uh, in a car in a huge uh, car crash after an armadillo barely run who's being bar- who gets run over by a car where. Where suddenly Ringo is is uh, out of it, out of his tank or cage or something, and he has to prove himself who he is, which I actually thought was actually a pretty good part, especially in a western-like animated movie. And basically, throughout the movie, Ringo becomes uh, the sheriff of uh, of a town called Dirt. And basically, throughout the movie, they had to find uh, water, and in a desert setting, that is pretty important. You gotta find water. Now, what I actually like about this movie is basically. Uh, the motion capture performances, as well as the voice act, the acting, voice actors or acting by Johnny Depp. He did a very good job bringing Rango to life, including the director Gore Verbinski, as well as uh, composer Hans Zimmer, who recently did the Pirates of the Caribbean songs, now compo- composing the Rango, Rango movie. Now, uh, as well as uh, other uh, Pirates of the Caribbean collaborator, Bill, Bill Nye, who voiced a rattlesnake called Rattlesnake Jake. Which is actually a surprisingly good villain. Now, now the movie is actually pretty good. The story itself was was very well, very well done. And not to mention, this is also another film that won the Oscar for best animated feature. For for in 2011, I think this for at the 2012 Oscars since uh, Rango came out in 2011, which won the Oscar for that. And this is a very good movie. Literally, I feel like Ringo is one of the few underrated movies of all time, and this is literally one of the greatest animated movies of all time in my in my point. And this is literally one of the one of the greatest movies I ever liked in an animated film. In an animated film. All right, moving forward. Number three, How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon is one of DreamWorks' greatest movies, animated movies of all time. Literally came out. It literally started a trilogy, even a TV series, and, and it started out as books. Bob before being transitioned to the movie. 
Now it's about a story. Now it's a story about a boy named boy named Hiccup, who literally wants to fight dragons. But he soon comes to realize that fighting dragons is something more. There's more. There's more to fighting dragons. But he soon befriends a dragon named Toothless, who is basically a night fury, who he, to which he accidentally shots down. Now, in this movie, Hiccup becomes friends with with the dragon while also facing off between between like training to become a dragon fighter while also being friends with the dragon. And that's what actually what I liked about this movie. It's literally one of those few lighthearted movies that is so good. Even the story itself is very good, especially the music score, the voice acting which includes Jay which has Jay Bar- Barchel, I'm pretty sure I'm cr- pronouncing his name correctly. Jay Barchel voices Hiccup in the in this movie and literally Amazing voice acting in this movie, including America Fiera, Gerald, Gerald Butler, as well as T.J. Miller, Crick, Crick, oh man, oh man, Kristen Wiig, yeah, there we go, I almost lost, my, I almost lost myself, Jonah Hill, among many, many other voice, among many other voice actors, literally, this movie is literally amazing movie to experience, as well, as well as the sequels, the sequels are good too. I just went to see the third How to Train Your Dragons movie. I actually enjoyed that one too, and I thought it was. I thought the third, I thought the send off in the third in the third movie is good. But as always, you can't beat you can't beat the original How to Train Your Dragon movie. It's literally an amazing movie to watch, and I really do love love this movie. All right, moving forward, number two, Shrek. Somebody once told me that Shrek will be on this uh, list. Oh man, I think I lost the rhythm to this. <laughs> Literally, okay, okay. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I was in the moment right now because. Literally at the start of this movie, Shrek had the All-Star song, one of the greatest songs of all time. That's literally every time when All-Star comes on, you you will probably think of Shrek. And literally, literally, Shrek is one of my favorite animated films of all time. Now, I was originally going to top this at at number one, but uh, I'm pretty sure number one will come as a surprise. But anyway, uh, Shrek is one of DreamWorks' greatest movies of all time, and and I did mention Steven Spielberg earlier on. He did, however, produce this film, although he was left uncredited in this film. But he did had uh, he did work on this film, but uh, by by bringing the rights of uh, I think it was the rights of the book because the Shrek was based on a book. And throughout the '90s, mid and late '90s, they brought this film. They had to bring this film to life. Now, actually, fun fact: uh, not only Mike Myers was. Not only did Mike Myers voice Shrek, but he was originally going to be voiced by uh, Chris Farley, who was who was basically who to which he and Mike Myers were basically members, cast members of Saturday Night Live before before his death in uh, nineteen ninety before his death in nineteen ninety seven. Now, uh, actually, fun fact: uh, if you go on YouTube, there's actually uh, uh, unused footage. There's actually footage on YouTube of of a uh, of a storyboard of Shrek being voiced by Chris Farley. So uh, go check that out on YouTube. Eh? And I'm not I'm not making this up. It's already on YouTube anyway. Where uh, where Chris Farley does a storyboard voice of Shrek. Anyway. Anyway, moving forward, I actually what I like about the Shrek about Shrek is basically uh, of the story the story itself is excellent where Shrek is basically an ogre. 
he's an ogre going through going through his day, but while also he notices something's up, like 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 the fairy tale creatures are being wanted. He befri- he befriends a donkey being voiced by Eddie Murphy. They go on a mission to rescue a princess being named Fiona, voiced by uh, Cameron Diaz, while facing off against be- while facing off against the evil Lord Farquaad, voiced by John Lith- John Lithgow. Now, literally, literally, the story itself is excellent, very good. Even the writing itself is <laughs> the writing itself is actually pretty good and funny because, like, not only this movie is good, but it did tack but it tackle a lot of good, good and funny jokes. I think I'm going a little too far on this one, but anyway, uh, well, no, no, it, there were some jokes in there I actually liked, but I'm not gonna, t- I'm not gonna tell you anyway. Yeah, you probably seen this movie, you probably know what it was. But anyway, uh, anyway, uh, story is good. I do love like the animation itself is excellent for a 2001 film, and actually, actually, uh, fun fact: this was the very first animated film to ever win an Oscar for best animated feature, beating out. Monsters Inc. and Jimmy Neutron, literally, literally a, ma- uh, a surprise to many people. Literally, surprise to many people. This movie is very good, memorable, especially the opening song. Not to mention, it literally poked fun of Disney because it did tackle the fairy tale creatures from from Disney as well. Not to mention, the sequels are also good too. The, the three other sequels were amazing, even though, but not to mention, the original will always be a classic. The original Shrek will always be a classic, and I think they did, and I think uh, DreamWorks did a very nice job in this movie, and I know there's talks of a fifth movie coming up. I think there's going to be a reboot, but uh, depending on whether or not, whether or not uh, the, the franchise continues, the very first Shrek movie will always remain a classic. All right, all right. Number one, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Taking the top spot on this list is the anime is the animated movie that li- that literally brought superheroes to their to their feet. And literally, literally I oh man, that, that probably came out pretty bad, but not but anyway, this is literally one of the greatest, greatest animated movies of all time. Not to mention greatest superhero movie of all time. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse Spider-Verse literally brings the animation to life like you were watching a comic book movie literally the animation steals the show with phil lord and christopher miller uh, going behind as going behind the scenes as producers with amazing voice cast which includes a shamiek moore haley haley steinfield uh, nicholas cage uh, jake johnson chris pine Liv Schreier. Liv Schreiber, among many other many other voice actors, including Mahershala Ali. Literally, this movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, is amazing. It tackles the, the Spider-Verse storyline and the Miles Morales storyline perfectly in this movie. Literally, the story is good. Even the humor itself is also good, too. They also poked fun of other Spider-Man movies, especially Spider-Man 3, which I thought is amazing, including uh, the Sam, Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Which included to- Tobey Maguire, especially the dance scene that <laughs> the infamous dance scene in Spider-Man Three, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Though, <laughs> anyway, I do love the story. The animation is good. Soundtrack is good. Characters, amazing action sequences, is excellent. Literally, it literally won the, the Oscar for best animated feature at the 2019 Oscars, which I literally really do thought it was 
worth mentioning because because of the animation itself is excellent. Like it's something like it's something something that you watch out of a out of a comic book movie. Not to mention this film took over over a hundred animators to bring this animation to life. Now that is something big, people. Literally, literally, this was literally worth this was literally something worth the watch, man. And believe me, this is this this is a movie. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is a movie to enjoy. One of the greatest superhero movies of all time. And I just can't wait for the sequel to come out to, to the sequel to come out as as well as the spin-offs. Okay, and here and there you have it, folks. This is my top ten favorite animated movies of all time. What do you think? Do you think do you think I'm missing a few other anim, animated movies? Do you think I should do you think I should do another animated movies list or maybe do a Disney one, do an animated Disney movie? So anyway, all right. So anyway, uh, let me know. But anyway, um, that's probably something I could, could probably come up with. Anyway, anyway, thank you all for tuning in to uh, Kodo's Cinema. Anyway, for anybody who's going home for fall break uh, uh, for uh, for this week, uh, have a safe trip back, back home. Enjoy your fall break. But as always, enjoy enjoy your week enjoy your fall break enjoy your fall break also enjoy your monday enjoy your monday afternoon and thank you all for tuning in to kodo's cinema and as all and as always i'm your host mark kodo thank you all for tuning in and i'll see you all later bye